Hello, everybody. This is Andy Lopez, and uh, I have a, a special today. So um, enjoy. It's uh, Bill Neal with the Entrepreneur Way. It's all about successful business people like me. And we'll be back next week. We'll do a show, uh, Natural Ant Control Part Two. Take care now. Bye. Let go of certain things. Let other people do it. Otherwise, you'll never succeed. And then you also have to not overdo it. You have to have. You have to find a balance in your life. So I play games a lot. So when I find, so I I found that if I'm working all the time, I get fried. So I set I set it certain times aside. I go online. I play my games. I'm called Captain Crazy. I deal. I I play all all types again. I I actually run a planet where I create a planet and so forth. You know, but I have fun playing. And I uh, my music is my outlet. My artwork is my outlet. You have to have something else to do other than business. Otherwise, you'll fry. This is the Entrepreneur Way with Neil Ball, unlocking the secrets of successful entrepreneurs seven days a week. Subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Twitter at Neil D. Ball. Napoleon Hill said the power of the mastermind is the driving force. To discover how you can unlock the potential in your business using the power of a mastermind, go to mastermindunlimited.com. And now, here is your host, Neil Ball. Hello, it's Neil Ball here. Thank you so much for joining me today on The Entrepreneur Way. The Entrepreneur Way is about the entrepreneur's journey. The vision, the mindset, the commitment, the sacrifice, failures and successes. I am so excited to bring you our special guest today, Andy Lopez. But before I introduce you to Andy, I have a quote for you by Gary Keller and Jay Papperson. The challenge of asking a great question is that once you've asked it, you're now faced with finding a great answer. The entrepreneur way asks the questions so we all get the insight, inspiration and ideas to apply in our businesses. Andy, welcome to the show. Are you ready to share your version of the entrepreneur way with us? Yes, I am. Thank you very much for coming on the show today, Andy. Thank you for asking me. I love I love to be here. You're welcome, Andy. And thank you for being here. What are you putting in your soil? How are you dealing with garden pests and diseases? Conventional horticulture assaults the earth with pesticides and chemicals, sucking essential nutrients from the soil with each harvest. Organic gardening offers a healthier, more productive and more sustainable alternative. Andy Lopez a.k.a. the Invisible Gardener, reveals how to work in partnership with Mother Nature. Andy, can you provide us with some more insight into your business and personal life to allow us to get to know more about who you are and what you do? Of course I can. Let me start from the very beginning. You know, I I started in the sixth grade. By the ninth grade, I had 150 customers. I didn't get the name Invisible Gardener until 1970 because I was in I went in the service. I joined in um, 1965, 66, something like that. Uh, and I got the name Invisible Gardener in 1970. Uh, and uh, in the sixth grade, I, um, people used to say, well, how come, t- talk to my mom, how come your yard is looking so good? He said, talk to him. That was me. <laughs> and, and the neighbor got into it. The other neighbor got into it. That's why I had 150, literally 150 customers in one year. And uh, I started, I didn't do gardening. That's the whole thing. People say, well, I want you to come and you be my gardener. I says, I'm not your gardener. I, I would work with the earth. I immediately, I immediately understood the importance of the soil and the living soil and to this day, that's exactly what I do. I work on people's soils and property. I got the name Invisible Gardener in 1970 because I went to University of Florida during the day. 
best time to work with the soil and to deal with insects and bugs is at night. So I would work at, at night. People would hire me to do a garden for them. I would do a raised bed. But then I would tell them, look, you got to get to soil a lot. People call me up all the time. You know, something wrong with my, my trees, my plants. I said, well, what's wrong? You need to look at your soil. And so I got the uh, one lady called me Invisible Gardener. She woke up and says, oh, my God, look at this place. Because it's almost instant. You know, if you find out, the, I deal with the law of cause and effect. You, you, people like to deal with effects because they make some money, but the cause is what you have to deal with. So they got the name Invisible Gardener in 1970, and I've been in business ever since, and that's exactly what I do. I heal the earth. I tell people, heal the earth and you heal yourself. Is that enough or do you want more? It's some, you've said some great stuff there. As you've been saying what you've been saying there, Andy, I've just been thinking of what great metaphors your descriptions of what you do are for life, if you think about Metaphor. it. Metaphors is the key to everything for me. I learned from Jesus how to do the metaphors because people understand these metaphors. You can't be too complicated with them. You can't say, you know, uh, you have to be a chemist to understand it or it's physics. I'm actually a scientist. So figure that one out. Uh-huh. But when you think about, you know, you talk about working on people's soil. But if you think about it, people need to work on their soil. They need to exactly. work in their own exactly. world, not just for plants. Exactly right. I do a radio show called The Body and the Garden, and I, I tell people, here, here are the uh, reasons why these two are very similar in a lot of ways. I always say soil and soul, S-O-U-L, they sound very similar for a reason. <laughs> See? <laughs> wow. And then cause and effect. I mean, obviously, that, that's so true yeah. in life, isn't it? I mean, you put, exactly right. you put an effort in and you get an effect. And if you don't put exactly an effort right. in, you still get an effect. And if you do something bad, you get something bad back. <laughs> Easy. It's almost immediate, you know. A lot of times it is immediate. And we have a – our brains tend to think, well, I didn't do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. we did. Yeah. You know, when people – many people in life, they'll look at other people's lives and they'll think that the grass is greener on the other side. And the truth is – it's greener because they're not watering their own grass. They're not looking after their own lives. They're too busy looking at everyone else's lives. Exactly, exactly. And then on top of that, people get upset if your grass is greener. Ah, you're you're a bad person. What are you doing? You're evil. All this stuff. In reality, it just comes right back to that. My mother told me when you're pointing at one person at a person, you got other three fingers pointing back at you. Very <laughs> <laughs> true. Absolutely yeah. true. So, Andy, you. You're described as the invisible gardener because do you work at night on gardens? Is that what you're saying? No, no. Nature is the invisible gardener. Uh I tell tell people uh, I'm the invisible gardener, but I'm just her her helper. I'm here to help nature. That's why I got invisible. I added when the lady called me invisible gardener, it rang because, see, I'm not a gardener. I'm I'm the gardener of the invisible energy. So everything around us is invisible unless you have the eyes to see, including our bodies, what's going on in our body. It's all about energy. It's all about how, how we can perceive energy, how we can use energy, the earth. And the body are very similar because we evolved from there. See, right? We evolved. It took millions of years for us to get to where we're at. But if we, we couldn't have gotten here if it wasn't for the earth and, and what the earth gave, gives to us. So it's all about energy. It's about light. It's about sound. And it's invisible. <laughs> People say, I don't see you. Yes, you do. Look around. There it is. <laughs> what do you enjoy most about what you do? Um, healing the earth because I found that by healing the earth I'm healing not just insects look I wrote a book called Dancers with Ants I tell people it's not a good idea to go around killing everything <laughs> not a good idea see it's, you know if you kill all the ants on the on the planet we're not going to be too far away so I, I get comfort in, in healing uh, insects healing bugs healing trees and you do that by healing the soil and when the soil is functioning everything is happy everything is happy we don't have this problem but humans are the worst thing on the planet as far as I'm concerned because we don't pay attention we don't tune into mother nature we seem to be on our own train wreck path mm-hmm. and how See? do you think we can change that sit under a tree and listen and meditate learn how to meditate learn how to go inside whether you pray you meditate you sing or dance it doesn't matter the point is you start to go inside and you go inside far enough you're outside if you go inside far enough you're outside you're, you you see the, the world as the world was meant to be we're true guardians of the world and we're, of the earth and we're not behaving as that you know we're not being good gardeners of the earth simple as that 
So it sounds like you're on a bigger mission than just gardening here, Andy. So what is, of it, course. That, what is it that drives you? Uh, well, I came to this planet for the specific reason of helping Mother Earth. And I can't help Mother Earth if you got all these creatures running around destroying it all the time. So that's that's my goal is to, you know, I read an article recently, maybe you read it too, it says in the New York Times, how can dirt save the Earth? And I'm going, uh, it's not the Earth we need to worry about saving, folks. <laughs> right? You know, the Earth would be around here for millions and millions of years after all, we're gone. And so we walk around going, do you remember those things you used to walk around on two feet? What were they called? Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you relax when you're not working in your business? Uh, I write music. I do artwork. Uh, I like meditating. I like traveling. I leave my body and I travel the universe, see the light and the stars. Uh, I love working with kids. I have about 30 kids I work to, with around the world, teaching them, uh, close your eyes and look and listen. <laughs> And they have a hard time doing that because their parents are constantly yelling. Everything's, everybody's yelling all the time. Everybody's angry. You know, it's a, not an easy thing. But if I can teach them kids, and they're they're so confused, and, and, and the energy they get, that's why they get sick. That's what all that sickness is. That's what it's all about. So on one level, I'm like a, I tell people I'm like a druid. I see God everywhere. <laughs> Some people don't, I, in, this, in the sixth grade, I got in trouble because I'm supposed to be Catholic. You know, I told you that my dad's Cuban and my mother's Puerto Rican. Well, they're both Catholics, right? So they sent me they sent me this you know to Catholic school and I used to escape from the Catholic school go over to the Jewish synagogue or go to wherever and they, one uh, I went to the Jewish synagogue and the lady uh, the priest uh, the, the, I think it's a priest over there to told me what are you doing over here aren't you a Catholic shouldn't you be over there and I says I'm visiting God he said I said show me where God is it right <laughs> and he he says fine stay <laughs> that was in the sixth grade. Do you have any entrepreneurial role models? Oh boy! Well, I I I liked I I, I like all the people that are successful. Except what I do is I take out from them what they're doing good and ignore what they're doing bad. So you know, so I look at uh, uh, Bill Gates for example and how he 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 pushed through what he believed he needed to do. He just kept doing it, kept doing it, believe in himself. They all have the same thing in common. They believe in themselves. They take no for an answer and they go forward. They keep jumping off. They keep doing it. They keep doing it. Everybody around them says you ain't going to succeed. And they go, yeah, watch this. So. Uh, uh, you name him, like you, you know. Uh, uh, I, I, I look at what's really good at people and what they're doing, and I understand that they are, that's why I like this the book that I told you about, is that they have the same habits. Uh, they have some of the bad habits. So fine, we're, we're humans, we have bad habits, but I'm not going to promote, go into their bad habits. I'm going to look at what they have done, and they all have the same thing. They really believe in themselves. So, you know, you, can, you name them, Jobs, Steve Jobs, Bill Gates. You know, you name these people who are up there in the top. Uh, Mark, uh, I think it's, what's his name from Facebook? I forgot his last. Right, it has a hard time for me to pronounce. But they have an idea and they stick to it and they stick to it and they stick to it. If it doesn't work, they modify it a little bit. Oh, maybe it'd be better if we have four legs instead of three legs, right? You know, so you have to learn. You have to expand that. Otherwise, because you, you, the, the world will say, well, your grass is greener, but I don't like you. <laughs> See? Andy, you've talked about your business. You've talked about your personal life. And we've even talked about gardening and the invisible gardener. <laughs> what we're going to do now is go back in time and talk about the time before you became an entrepreneur. What difficulties uh, did you have to overcome when you started your business? Um, I still have the same difficulties right now because the name Invisible Gardener, they constantly want to hire me as a gardener. And, and the word gardener is very detrimental in the sense that people think of gardeners as really non-human beings. I'll pay you a dollar for an hour. You take it or leave it, you know. And they don't treat me like a lawyer or a doctor. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You know, it's a little different. And so in the sixth grade, uh, so I learned the way you overcome these is you just do your thing and people will go for results. Simple as that. And then on top of that, you charge them what you think you are worth. Your knowledge is very important. My knowledge is very, it's just as important as a lawyer's knowledge, as a doctor's knowledge. It's just as important. They may not realize that, <laughs> but they will sooner or later. 
Uh, and that's that's I started in the sixth grade, so you might say I already started doing business then because people say, "What do you, you know, what do you charge to do this?" I said, "Well, and you believe it? I used to, I charged nineteen fifty six. I remember it clearly twenty five dollars an hour." Mm-hmm. Oh my God! This is the, why are you charging so much money? Take it or leave it, lady. You want me up my service? This is what I charge. Okay, and and so they the the, the biggest thing is that especially for me, I can't talk about other businesses and what they do, you know, because usually they all have their own unique things that people say, no, that's not going to work. Talk about the Wright brothers and talk about, I, I, I you asked me a question, who my favorite uh, person is, is Einstein. I love Einstein. I love everything he says, everything he's done and how he, he, he got to where he, he did because he, 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 he proved his knowledge to people. <laughs> he said, here, try this. If it, it, it'll work. See, right? And that's the key to success is you have to make it work. Otherwise, it doesn't work. If you make a machine that doesn't do anything, nobody's going to buy it. But if that machine or whatever does what it's supposed to do, they will come to you out of nowhere. Does that help? Yeah, of course. It definitely helps. Did you have any doubts that delayed you starting your business? None, none whatsoever. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm not, you know, I have no doubts. People are constantly trying to uh, throw doubts my way. I have this shield. I have this horse field around me that bounces right back to them. They say, you're the mo- world's most expensive gardener. So I'm not a gardener. Sorry about that. <laughs> Sorry. Because they, you know, they're saying, what they're really saying is, you know, I want to pay you what I want to pay you. And of course, they put doubts in, they try to put doubts in. I have friends who are constantly trying to do stuff and they, they, they accepted doubts. You accepted doubts, you accepted their reality, not your reality. You see, when you've got a business name called the Invisible Gardener, people are going to think that you are a gardener, aren't they? Exactly right. And they say, I want you to come over. I, I do uh, lots of columns. I do radio shows. I express my, my thing is education. So people, hey, you're a very smart gardener. I go, uh, I'm not a gardener. <laughs> you know, I'm actually a, a, a leader. In, uh, I'm an organic pioneer. I was talking about using doing organic system before the word organic came out. I don't like the word organic. You know, organic gardening. It should have been called natural gardening because the word organic can be malathion is an organic compound. Duh. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Very confusing to people. What mistakes, what mistakes did you make that slowed your journey? Uh, mistakes. Yeah. Um, well, I would like to say I didn't make mistakes, but I'm not that kind of person to be ar- arrogant. <laughs> I make mistakes all the time. I make mistakes all the time. I because I have a Latino background, I can easily get angry. So as a kid, boy, was I one of those people that I, that was before I learned meditation, learned how to control. I would if I get angry, I would tear down a door. I just punch that door. I learned not to hurt people, so I I, I kill and I hurt an animal out. But you should see my my home, my front door of my home. I would smash it in or smash something else. Uh, so as I, I uh, people will call me. They had a right to call me crazy because I, 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 I tend to I used to react to them when they say uh, you don't know what you're doing. Uh, you know you're you're too expensive. Uh, so that was a mistake, and I still t- and my mis- you won't believe what my mistake is now. Should I tell you what I'm doing wrong now? Yeah. <laughs> okay. You've, you've mentioned it. I'm just wondering what it's going to be. So it'd be great to hear it. Yeah. Uh, I really am crazy. I am. I am uh, out there in the sense that I'm involved with so many different things that you would quote crazy. And so when I, uh, you know, when I go to people's places, uh, I, I'm, I tend to be happy and go lucky in myself, which basically means I'm crazy, you know. And so people see that and they go, oh "My God, this guy is crazy. He's off the wall. I, I don't want him." So yeah. I learned. I'm learning to to calm that down. To put on a, a false face. Uh, be very serious, dress up really serious. I mean, I tend to dress up like, you know, the guy who does the uh, that big hat, the funny hat thing, you know, it's it's, it's a cartoon. He's got a long, funny hat, you know, uh, and they he wears different outfits. I, I tend to wear different outfits and uh, hats and, and let people, you know, and people go, uh, and they're so serious that they go, uh, and to me, I think that's a mistake because they don't really... I don't get to talk to them about what they really want. It's, you know, something to help me with my trees or this plants or that. They see this crazy guy. I say, when was the last time you hugged your tree? And they go, oh, boy, that's it. Right? <laughs> right? Right? 
The kids, kids love me, but parents are like, don't talk to him. He's a little crazy. <laughs> so I, I'm called crazy. I was just called crazy recently. man. And I take it as, oh, Einstein was called crazy. All these other people were called crazy. So I take it as a, a badge of honor. But a lot of people are now calling me the crazy gardener, which is a comb- uh, two more things that I don't need to, to deal with, which is fine. I, I'm used to the world constantly attacking me, but I don't need to give it more fuel. What are some of the things that you did before you started your business that will be helpful tips to some of the listeners who haven't yet taken the first step on the entrepreneur way? I started my business because it was natural. I took care of my family's yard and that was natural for me. People say, I want that. So that's, that came natural to me. You know, uh, I have four brothers and they did nothing. <laughs> so they did, they did. The trick is to connect with what you like to do and you do that. And also people say, I want you to do that for me too. But if you try to do something that you've never done before, you have no idea what's going. Yeah. It's going to be a, a process to learn. So do what you like to do. Just do it. Just figure out what it is you like to do. And you'll be surprised how, uh, if it's any good, other people would like you to do that too. Andy, what we're going to do now is move the time frame forward and talk about the time from when you became an entrepreneur. Do you think culture is important from the beginning in a business? Culture? Business culture, yeah. Oh, yes, a business culture. Yes, it it is. I know a lot of people who have tried to start their own business. uh, Oh, Gardner's is a perfect example. These people do not know how to run a business. I said, look, if you're spending more money than you're earning, you're not running a business. Simple as that. (laughs) And you have to have the culture to develop these things. And there are business practices you have to learn. Uh, As simple as as opening a bank account under the name of a business. (laughs) As simple as that. As simple as taking advantage of the laws that are there for you to run a business. You don't do that. You're going to be running around in circles. And, uh, you know, a simple thing is how much money am I spending and how much money am I earning? If you're spending more money than you're earning, you're not in business. So these are business cultures you have to learn. Yeah, that's why I liked the book I was talking about by uh, Colby in terms of learning certain things that you need to do as a business. Lots of people start business and they drop off because they did not follow the basic business practice. I have a BA degree in business. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> that's good. Yeah, because I learned you, that you need to know these things, otherwise you're not going to survive. So how do you make sure that you hire the right people so that they fit with the culture in your business? Okay, so I learned that the hard way. I started hiring my friends. Never hire your friends. <laughs> Never hire your family or friends or family because they're 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 constantly they're like a lead weight and they uh, want to come along for the ride, but they are not really into the business. And so the way I've learned from experiences is that they people will float up. They would mag- magically float up to me. You know, it's like here's a person that really likes what I'm doing and likes what's going on, and under actually understand some of the basic principles and they need to make money too and I said well come on board the way I do business is I tell people look I'm not just going to hire you I want you to be co-owner of my business if you do this right you can end up co-owning my business simple as that I bring everybody on board. I say, I'm a captain of a ship. I'm not the captain. I'm the commander. I need a captain. I need an engineer. I need, you know, the cook. I need, right, the bottle wash. I need all these people. And I'm not going to treat you like slave. I want to treat you as equal. And if you do good, the more money I make, the more money you make. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a good deal. Yeah, right. It's a good deal. And that's what you have to do. Otherwise, people will just come on board. I have a guy that I've been trying to train for 20 years, a friend. And he's the last friend that I that I work with. But he he says a crazy musician. He doesn't his music doesn't sell because he doesn't have any business culture. He has no idea how to promote his music, what to do, or any of this stuff. And so he just wants to play his music. He's given up on trying to sell his music. Music is another very competitive thing to get into. Everybody does music, and what 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 makes it rise up to the top? What makes it rise? is there 
they have a develop a business culture. They learn how to do it. So for this guy, I offered him, I said, you're welcome to be in charge of this. No, I don't want to do this the rest of my life. Well, guess what? I've been doing this the rest of my life. So your consciousness is not exactly there. And, and just recently I said, well, I'm sorry, I can't use you anymore. I have to hire somebody who wants to do this for the rest of his life. And if he does it, great. If he doesn't, something comes along that's different. But, it, you know, you really want to do this. You really want to be happy. You're the happiest when you're doing that. Like a cook is really happiest when he's cooking, right? You mm -hmm. know what I mean? or a, a sewer or an artist you have to be happy what you're doing and you can't be saying let's get this done and going i have to go do something else it's not going to work so i'm still looking for people i'm in the process i and it's very difficult to find the right people because they're you know they're, they're out there and what do you say i want the right people so that's a trick that I still have to, to learn because i see a person i see their heart i see what they're good at and that's a mistake uh, because I love people and I try to help them. No, no, no. They they have to have that energy too. They have to have that inside of them. They have to be really willing to jump in the river with me and swim, right? <laughs> Instead of saying, oh, the water's cold, the water's cold, right? And so it's, it's not an easy thing to do to find people who have that energy, have that ambition. And nowadays... Uh, society's culture is taking people the opposite direction. They're not giving people, you know, people have to fight it to get there. You have to fight it to get to the, to be a, a good businessman. Otherwise, it's not going to work. You have to be willing to do it, sacrifices, whatever it takes to get it. Other, you know, as long as it's good. I don't want you to go killing people and all this stuff, right? But if, if, if you are good at what you do, then you just keep at it, keep at it. And then you have to find other people that like what you're doing, understand what you're doing, and want to get on board. Otherwise, it's just you're just dragging them behind you. Mm -hmm. So effectively, what you're saying is you look for people who have passion for what you're doing and are, and have the, who have the right attitude. Exactly. And even then, I have, I'll give you an example. I have a, a, this kid, he's 22 years old, one of the most intelligent people on the planet. This kid is amazing. Yeah. And he understands what I'm doing, but he listens to his parents. <laughs> and his parents says, no, you have to get a college degree and, and follow through. And no, you don't want to work for this guy. He's just a gardener. <laughs> and so I was like, okay. And, he's, and you know what he's doing now? He's a dishwasher. Mm -hmm. Right, so he's not going to get anywhere if he continues to follow that path rather than listen to himself and, and believe in himself and what he has to do. So that's what I'm trying to get. I said, look, you can do anything I do. You should just, if this is what you want to do, obviously this is not what you want to, you don't know what you want to do, so you have to search until you find the right thing. And he's really, really smart, so I guess maybe being too smart is an is a obstacle, you know? Knowing what you know now is there anything that if you'd known it when you started out that would have helped you to shortcut the learning curve? Ooh, the learning curve. Yeah, yeah I, I, yeah, I, there's lots of things I could have done. Probably I would have come up with a different name. <laughs> People say, change the name, that'll solve your problem. I go, no, now the name is, uh, I pretty much got the name. But my my, my learning curve, the, the scenario was, is that I went into the service, the service, they taught me something completely different, you know. I was a photographer and, and, and a pilot, uh, so that was that was okay, except that, you know, I'm, I can't take that with me. Um, and, in pro and in terms of learning, I think maybe there, you know, there. It would have been better if I actually had a piece of land to practice what I'm pre preaching. That would have helped a lot because uh, I don't have. I'm, I'm not on a farm. I live in a condo. That you know, when you go to somebody's place and they do the opposite thing you're supposed to be doing, you go away, you come back. Now, what are you doing? Uh, it, it interferes with my ability to really practice. Because if I had a piece of land, I could actually learn ten times more. What I'm teaching, <laughs> simple, you know. But if I have to go someplace and tell you you're overwatering, I come back. Why are you watering again? Then the lady hires somebody else who does more watering. Uh, it kind of hinders my ability to say, well, if he did this and this happens and this happens and this. So I know I, I'm I'm only scratching the surface of what I of what I can learn. How much does gut feeling influence the decisions in your business? All the time. I listen to it. Absolutely. If it says jump, I'm up in the air. I don't even ask how far. If it says jump, I'm up there 10 feet already. I don't say how far do I jump. I'm jumping. If I yell uh, duck, I'm ducking. Instead of saying what, I'm ducking. Uh, I, I, go, I, I listen to it all the time because it has always been 100% right. It has always been 100%. One time I didn't listen to it, wham. Okay? Right? Mm -hmm. I always listen to it. 
And what makes you uncomfortable as an entrepreneur? Uh, uncomfortable as an entrepreneur. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm not really a business person. I, I want to get other people who are business persons, like, like for example, accountant. Uh, I got an accountant because accounting is a whole new world, different world. I don't, I don't, I don't even want to learn, <laughs> you know. And, and so I've learned from experience that uh, I'm really not. I'm a genius in that sense. I'm not. A, a really a business person. I'm doing this because I love what I'm doing. But as I get older, I want to go into other areas and other things as well. I want to stop doing this to a certain degree. But it's doing well, so I just hire people who are good at that field. You know, whether it be PR or whether it be whatever. You know, uh, and let them do their thing. I get a good engineer to run the ship, run the engine. I get a good cook to do the cooking. I used to do all of it, and so I learned no. And the more I get more people, sooner or later, I well, all I'm going to do is hang over the side and do and fish, even mm -hmm. though I don't, you know, what I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll do my artwork or my music. Um, I'm going in that direction of doing more and more of these other things uh, rather than just being stuck in one thing. So that's what I uh, I'm not really a businessman. I, I just happen to be lucky in the sense that uh People want what I what I have to offer. That's the key there. You know, people want to keep you keep doing it, but sooner or later you're gonna say, well, because uh, I'm 69, I'm I'm ready to go on to the third stage of my life, so to speak. Don't you think that a a, a an entrepreneur is somebody who lets other people do things for them that they may be not as good at. So, for example, you need someone to do your marketing, you get someone to do your marketing, you get someone to do your accounting, you get someone to do whatever other jobs you've got. Isn't that what a, an entrepreneur is? Exactly, exactly. They're going to learn the hard way. You can't do it all. You can't run the ship. You can't run. You can't let the ship, ship steer, put it on automatic pilot and run down to the engine or run over there, or run over there. No. You, and some people learn that the hard way, like I did. And I said, no, you have to really get all everybody together. You have to have a group of people. You have to have the best people you, you can get your hands on. And they, they know you're good and you know they're good and you give them the ability to do their thing. That's what it's all really about. And you'll find that everybody, whether it be Mark, whether it be, you know, uh, uh, Steve Jobs, whoever, they have gotten the best people they can get their little hands on. <laughs> and that's, the, that's, that's what it's all about, really. What do you think are some of the secrets to success? Wow. Okay, so first thing is you really have to believe in what you're doing. If you have any doubt, that 1% will kill you. You know, you may be 99% sure that 1% will be the tip of the sword and it will just break every time you try to break through the, those barriers. Uh, and then you have to actually have to have something good. You can't believe in something that's not any that's not going to work. You can't say, you know, I just invented a, a great blah, 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 and that doesn't work. No matter what you do, it ain't going to work. So you have to have something that – and the thing is, is that it's called perceived – uh, value. People have to see that that's a value to them, though. And then you don't have to do much, you know, just let them see it. <laughs> How can I get that? <laughs> you know, uh, and, and that's important, too. So you have to have something that's good. And uh, the other thing, of course, is you have to be able to know how to, you know, let go of certain things, let other people do it. Otherwise, you'll never succeed. And then you also have to not overdo it. You have to have you have to find a balance in your life. So I play games a lot. So when I find, so I, I found that if I'm working all the time, I get fried. So I set, I set at certain times aside, I go online and I play my games. I'm called Captain Crazy. I deal, I, I play all, all types again. I, I actually run a planet where I create a planet and so forth, you know. But I have fun playing and I, uh, my music is my outlet. My artwork is my outlet. You have to have something else to do other than business, otherwise you'll fry. What's the name of your planet? <laughs> well, I call it Eden. Eden. Wow. Eden, yes. <laughs> yeah, and it's not just one planet, it's uh, solar systems. I can create planets and solar systems. Uh, I can engineer ships. But what's really cool, and the, one of the reasons why I really love it is kids come on board to play, right? So the other day, other day, you know, uh, the, the technology is amazing because I use the technology to uh, 
to expand my business with. The way I'm communicating with you now, I can communicate with my customers. So this, so I tell kids, because they type when they're playing, I said, look, here's a way we can talk to each other. Oh, they say, cool. So I'm talking to this kid. First thing you hear is, hi. And I'm going, uh, how old are you? I'm 13. Oh, boy. And she, and she says, how old are you? Uh, I'm 69. You're 69 and you're playing this game? Oh, my God. How can you even see the keyboard? Right? <laughs> <laughs> and, and so and what happened was, too, is that next thing you hear, who is this? I go, Andy. Who are you? Um, I'm known as Captain Crazy. You're playing with my 13-year-old daughter. How old are you? 69. I'm going to call the cops. The lady, she's in my planet. You're in Australia. I'm over here. Don't worry about it. And then a week later, she gets back to me. She says, I really love what you're doing with my child because she was very shy. She was very, you know, angry all the time. But something you're doing to her, because I, you know, that's, I use that as an opportunity to talk to them, to help them say, look, everything's beautiful. You don't need to be shy. Be yourself. And this is a 13-year-old girl that built a fantastic spaceship. Because you built that ship all by yourself. You put the engine, because you have to follow the law of physics. You have a too big of a ship, you, you crash. You can't fly it. She put the engines right. It showed me that she has the ability to think way beyond a 13-year-old girl. And I have about 30 or so, or so kids. I'm the oldest one <laughs> in, the crowd, in the crowd, you know. And they say, how can you play this? How can you do it? And I say, hey, it's easy. And, and, I, and I talk with them all the time. I help them. To, I helped a, a couple of kids to decide what they're going to do, whether it be engineering. One kid wants to be a pilot. Another person, it's a musician. You know, so it eventually it comes around to talking to them and helping them, guiding them, because that's what it's really all about for me. Life is made of constant change, whether we like it or not. And many people say that the only constant in life is change. Right. Andy, how do you try to keep up with change? I don't. I let change take over. It's like you're in a canoe and the canoe is going floating one way. And you can fight it all you want to by trying to paddle upstream. Finally, you'll say, oh, OK, fine. Let go of the paddle and let the stream take you down and enjoy it because that's what it's all about. The universe knows what it's doing. You don't. So the universe takes you. And yeah, it's constant change. And so that's part of, uh, I call it the, the great dance, right? You learn how to dance. If you, if you, if you, if you don't want to dance, fine, but it's going to leave you behind. And so things are changing all the time. Every day things are different. The universe is constantly, constantly changing. That's what it's all about. And we have to learn how to let it flow. That, go with the flow. You heard that saying, go with the flow. That's what you do. You can fight it all you want to. Paddle, 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 <laughs> paddle, paddle, paddle. You're not getting anywhere. So maybe your little brain says, okay, I'm going to rest. As soon as you're resting, the canoe starts going down. And you go, oh, this is okay. But you just have, and then the, the river has lots of forks, and that's what you have to learn. Well, do I go that way? Do I go this way? Do I go that way? You have to listen to yourself, listen to your intuition, because it connect, it's connected to everything. And, and, and the universe is telling you, I'll give you a, a, a quick example of what, how the universe works. So this is Buddhist, Buddhist monk walking down the street. The Buddhist monk is meditating, doing his chanting. God is everywhere. God talks to me. So there's an elephant and a guy behind on top of the elephant. And the guy's yelling, get out of the way, get out of the way. Because the elephant's right. And the Buddha says, well... It's not going to hurt me. God's in the elephant too. Be, the elephant ran over him, and and then, and the guy gets gets out, and 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 then God comes to him and says, "God, what happened?" I said, "Didn't you hear me yelling? Get out of the way!" <laughs> God is everywhere. If you want to talk religion or whatever the energy is, see, and you just have to learn how to to listen to that and not put your own. Your own things in the way, because that's what happens. We put our, this is no good, this is no good. And what it's saying, slap, slap, slap. It is good. Relax. Go with it. What is your favorite book on entrepreneurialism, business, personal development, leadership, or motivation? And can you tell us why you have chosen it? Well, why I chose it is really odd, because I'm sitting there uh, in this store drinking a smoothie, and this book fell off the shelf. I picked it up and I put it back on. I looked at it. Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I go, whoa, that seems like a good thing to learn. <laughs> personal Lessons and uh, Powerful Lessons in Personal Change. It's by Stephen, Stephen Colby, C-O-V-E-Y. And I read it. I, I don't read it like a book. I open it up and I say, oh, systems. 
Uh, I just open it up right now. Win Win can only survive in an organization with a system supported. Duh! <laughs> and, and it's it's absolutely amazing for anybody who wants to understand how to be effective, because that's the key. You can do something over and over again, but if it isn't right, it, is, it isn't working, you're not being effective. You're wasting your time. One of the ways to be effective is let other people do their things that they're good at. It doesn't. It makes you more effective. Seriously. <laughs> Does that help you or do you want more? <laughs> no, that's great. Yeah, thank you. Folks, when you have a busy life, listening to audiobooks is a great way to expand your knowledge in the time when you may be doing other things such as driving or when you are at the gym. We have a special offer for you of a free audiobook of your choosing. To choose your free audiobook, go to www.freeaudiobookoffer.com. As long as you've not already signed up, then you will qualify. Andy, are you ready to speculate about the future? Always. Always. I'm glad you are. What one thing would you do with your business if you knew that you could not fail? Uh, one of the things I'm doing now is I'm going to get an investor and I'm actually going to expand the business. Uh, I do a lot of different things. I have about 20 books. I do music, artwork, all that's under the umbrella of my business. And so that would be the next step uh, to expand it, to, to reach out more people. Uh, you know, that's okay. Not, nowadays, like with the internet, you can literally talk to anybody around the world and the world is my oyster bed or whatever you want to call it because I, I'm, that's what I want to do. I want to reach more and more and more people. Uh, I have a new book out. Uh, I'm constantly writing because that's what it's all about. Uh, you mentioned audiobooks. All my books are in audiobooks. As a matter of fact, The Seven Habits I read, I listen to it while I'm driving. <laughs> What skill, if you were excellent at it, would help you the most to double your business? Uh, speaking skills. Um, I'm, I'm good at speaking, but I tend to ramble. Uh, I go sit in front of an audience. I could be talking to them for hours, and you see that most of them are falling asleep after a while. So it's it's learning how to be to speak effectively to get your message across in as little words as possible. So I'm still learning that because nobody's teaching me that. See, I I need to actually go to a place and learn that from a a, a, a skilled speaker. Mm -hmm. Remember, Spanish was my first language. So when I write, I tend to write as if uh, my Spanish is in there, and people go, "No, your grammar is is wrong." I, I, my latest book, I had I finally got about 10 different people who are professionals to to go over it and 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 correct the grammar and correct things and, and they say boy you got a lot to learn in terms of grammar in terms of speaking you can tell just by the way you and i are speaking that i'm not a perfect uh speaker well, i don't think many people are really no but that's what i have to do that's what i have to learn uh is to i have no problem being in front of people you can put me in front of thousands of people i say hey everybody what's happening you know mm -hmm. no problem whatsoever I, and i but so i have to organize myself in that area too i actually have to write little notes stay on track this is what you want to talk about otherwise uh i just tell people what do you want me to talk about and i'll talk about that but so I have to learn to be more effective in my speaking and my, you know, my appearance is fine. I can get dressed up. That's no problem. But as soon as I open my mouth, they know that this guy's a little bit out there. <laughs> in five years from now, if a well-known business publication was publishing an article on your business after talking to your customers and suppliers, what would you like it to say? This is one of the most amazing businesses on the planet. It actually has helped thousands, if not millions of people to understand that the earth is a, a limited in its ability to take care of us. And if we destroy the earth, we're in deep, deep trouble. And they're learning that and they're rescuing the trees, they're rescuing everything. Is, it's because of what this one person did. How's that? Sounds absolutely incredible. Yeah. We're going, to, we're going to see that in five years. Yes. No, less than that. Less oh, than that. You're seeing it now as it is. Now, people's properties, they say, I don't understand. This, I was at a place just, just um, yesterday. Uh, the lady says, this is absolutely amazing. I can walk around here, the flowers, the bees. Everybody's happy. The people next door neighbors are like, what's going on over there? And that's what I want the whole earth to be. And people don't understand that we're destroyed. I tell people the, the skin of the topsoil is, is like the skin of people. 
you know what happens? You kill your, destroy your skin, you, you, you die. Well, we're destroying the skin of the earth and we, we won't be too far behind before we die. The earth will be here because it's going to heal herself. You know, the, my goal is to allow people to live on the planet like we, that we're supposed to be, be good gardeners and take care of our, of our planet. And we take care of ourselves, take care of our animals. That's what we want to do. It's now time for three golden nuggets. Oh boy. <laughs> That's a good thing. Andy, yeah, okay. What is your favorite quote and how have you applied it? Um, let's see. I, I wrote it down here somewhere. <laughs> uh, I think it has to do with uh, you have to balance your body, mind, and soil. Soul. Balance. This came from the from the from the book. I should have. I should have. Uh, uh, you know, marked bookmarked it where where it was, but basically, this came from the highly effective. He says you have to balance your body, mind, and soul, and that's a key right there to it. Um, uh, it, it if you, people are, are, are so much in their body, right? What I eat, what I feel, um, you name sex, you name you know all these things uh, that. The, and the mind is, you know, tends to tends to say, you know, this is doubts, this this is fear, all this stuff. But they don't balance this, the soul. It's sort of kind of left out there. And you need to understand uh, the uh, you have to have it all working together. Otherwise, you're just going to go around in a circle. Remember about going upstream. But if you don't balance your soul, you're going to be paddling all your life upstream. You're not going to get anywhere. And your mind's saying, we're doing fine. We're doing fine. <laughs> and your body's saying, more food, more food. And you're not going to get anywhere. But if your soul is saying, wait a minute, wouldn't it be better if you just let go and, and go with the direction everything wants to take you? So that's very, very important for me. And it should be important for everybody because we all have the same thing. Do you have any favorite online resources you can share with us that would be useful for other entrepreneurs? Well, uh, I've been using LinkedIn. Is it LinkedIn? LinkedIn. 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 I always say it wrong because it's yeah. LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Yeah. yeah. And uh, there are lots of people there who have successful businesses, and they have no problem in talking to you. And, and a lot of times they come to they you know they'll message me. I love what you're doing, and I say, well, what is it you're doing? And I go, wow, you're you've been doing that all this time. And then and then I I have no problem to say, well. What can I do to make my business better? And they tell me, and I don't, I take it with a, you know, I listen to it and let it absorb into me. I let my body listen to it, my mind listen to it, my soul listen to it, and whatever comes out, I, I apply it because I've learned I am not all powerful. I don't know everything, and it's wise to listen to somebody that's successful in whatever business they're doing. I mean, I would love to have speak to Steve Jobs. I would love to have speak to these people and say, hi, <laughs> you know, please, you know, talk to me, right? <laughs> Even if they, should, if they just talk to me, I, I feel, okay, let me understand where you're at and what you did and how you did it and what's going on. And they all have a little little trick. They all have that little trick that they work with. And that's what I want to learn. How, how did you turn that around? How did you make that work for you? See, right? And so that's what I want to uh, do is I want to talk with all the successful people, understand what they're doing. LinkedIn is perfect for that. Uh, I don't, you know, Facebook is not so much dealing with uh, successful people as it is normal people, you know, and uh, Google is fine, but they don't, you know, Google is not a living thing. <laughs> Google, how did you succeed, right? <laughs> that doesn't work, you know. Uh, Alexa doesn't talk to me too much on that level. See what I'm saying? So, What is your best advice to other entrepreneurs? Well, best advice is find a mentor. Find a mentor. Find somebody that was willing to help you understand more of what you're doing and what you want to do. You know, if there's something that's really good to you do, that mentor will help you to see to that. If it's not good at that, then your mentor will help you. Why are you trying to do this when you're really good at this, right? See, you shouldn't be doing cooking when you're really a good uh, a farmer or a good gar gardener or a good, you know, uh, whatever. Because a lot of times we tend to go think we're good at this, we're good at this, we're good at this. In reality, we're not. We're not, you know. That's it right there. Find a good mentor. That's why people, uh, I'm open to people coming to me to teach me what you learn. I said, well, I can't teach you to be a good gardener. I can only teach you what, how to go on the path of being a good at whatever it is you're doing from my experience. You know, 
That's and that's it. Get it. Find a good mentor. You you won't believe how important that is. Look, if I had a good mentor, but in the sixth grade, <laughs> or even in ninth grade, or even the, you know in, in 1970 when I got out of service, if this person would come to me, says, "I like what you're doing," and, and you know people say, "No, I don't want to. I don't want." But you know that's what you got to do. I would have loved that. I would have loved that earlier on in my life because it would have saved me years and years and years of error. I tell people, "Look, your hand is in the fire. Trust me. Take it out." Folks, if you didn't manage to get a note of Andy's favourite resource or his favourite book, you can find the links on Andy's show notes page. Just go to theentrepreneurway.com and search for Andy or Andy Lopez in the search box. Andy, is there anything else you would like to add about your business? Well, um, the business needs to learn to adapt. It's very, that's very important. So I, I was using something, I didn't like it, something better comes along, I would use that. As long as it gave me what I needed and it followed my basic philosophy uh, of, of being a, it, it being natural and organic. Uh, I find that nowadays uh, people are, 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 are finally coming out of the woodwork in terms of dealing with creating things that are very good. So I would make, in the beginning, I would make my own stuff because there's nobody else around it. But I would easily let go of it and grab something else if, it, if that person spent millions of dollars to develop that product. Cool, that, I like that. I'll take that and use that. So you have to learn to again adapt your business if you if your business model is based upon the horse and buggy carriage well you may want to adapt it <laughs> to change it as 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 it goes because otherwise you'll still be trying to sell horse and carriages and it's not going to work so everything changes you have to learn how to let your business adapt and change as it goes that's what i'm doing now in my business i'm learning to adapt that's why you know you want all your eggs in one basket so i'm learning well the business needs to expand and learn to adapt to do other things as well as long as it's within my umbrella Andy, it really has been an honor having you on the show today you've provided us with some real useful insight into the entrepreneur way you've shared some philosophy and given us tips today on what it takes to be a successful entrepreneur and you've talked about your business the invisible gardener and shared some of your journey with us about how you got to where you got to so thank you very much for coming on the show today Thank you. I, I love what you're doing because you're, you're connecting with people who are hopefully good at what they're doing and sharing that knowledge and you're spreading it out uh, uh, hopefully around the world so people can understand this and listen to it. You're a successful entrepreneur yourself. Well, thank you for that, Andy. And thank you, exactly. for, your, thank you for your words. They're very kind and I appreciate that. And nope. thank you very much for coming on the show. It really has been an honor. Folks, you have been listening to Neil Ball chatting with Andy Lopez on The Entrepreneur Way. If you have enjoyed the show, please share it on social media and subscribe to our email on The Entrepreneur Way website. Also, please add your comments on Andy's show notes page on The Entrepreneur Way website at www.theentrepreneurway.com and just search for Andy. Thank you for listening to Don't Panic, It's Organic. See you next Saturday.